0: This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. For connectors, cables, and more, call 920-435-2973 or visit pl-259.com.
1: It's Ham Radio.
0: Good evening, everyone. It's Ham Talk Live, episode number 88. It's the KH1 Baker Island De-Expedition recorded live on Thursday, November 2nd, 2017. I'm your host, Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Ham Talk Live. Tonight, we're joined by Don Greenbaum, n one dg and we'll take your calls live in just a few minutes. Last week here on the big show, Ward Silver, N0AX, was here to talk about the new 2018 ARRL handbook. And so if you missed that, you can check it out at hamtalklive.com. Or if you uh, have one of those podcast apps, you can find us on those. We're... uh, on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeart Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, and SoundCloud. And um, there's a bunch of others that get us, too, So from those. So uh, check out your favorite podcasting app, and you'll find us there. And we're also over on YouTube, so you can uh, check us out there. So uh, be thinking of some questions here for uh, Don on the um, the expedition to Baker Island. And uh, let me go ahead and give you the phone number. We're not ready for your calls just yet, but uh, we will be after we talk to Don for a little bit. Uh, But the phone number that uh, you're going to want to call is 812-NET-HAM-1. 812-638-4261. You can also call us on Skype or Ham Talk Live on Skype. And we're also Ham Talk Live on Twitter. So if you want to tweet to us, you can tweet as well. And so uh, it's always more fun when you, uh, the listener, are um, interacting with us. So we'd love to hear from you a little later on here this evening. And uh, you can catch the show every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time right here at hamtalklive.com. And uh, we're also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find some. Uh, Stuff about the show there as well. Well, our guest tonight is Don Greenbaum, N1DG. He was licensed in 1962. He's operated from several remote locations and has been the pilot, webmaster, and QSL manager for several DX expeditions. He's a member of ARRL, DDXA, and YCCC, and he's the treasurer of the NCDXF, the Northern California DX Foundation, and one of the founders of CWI. And Don resides in uh, Duxbury, Massachusetts, and is a 2006 inductee into the CQDX Hall of Fame. So Don, welcome to Ham Talk Live this evening.
1: Well, thank you very much, uh, Neil, and it's an honor to be uh, on your show.
0: Well, thanks. We're uh, always excited about uh, these de-expeditions and um, getting those in the logbook. So we want to learn uh, all we can about those. And so tell us a little bit about yours. Uh, The latest one on your plate is uh, Baker Island. So tell us about the island, where it is, and uh, a little bit about it. And uh, when you're looking to uh, go and activate the island.
1: Okay, well... Baker Island is a uh, part of the Fish and Wildlife Service refuge. It's uh pretty pretty close to the equator. It's only at 4 degrees north and it's practically on the date line uh, out in the Pacific. It's uh the last place uh you can go on uh for today. Um Midway of course being on the other side of it. Um it's uh, We're going in June. We leave Pongo Pongo around the 22nd of June of 2018. It's a three-day sail, well, powerboat. We will get there in approximately three days, depending on the waves and the weather. Um, we should be on the island and operating around the 25th of the month. We're allowed at the refuge for 14 days, one day set up, 12 days operating. And one day teardown, and it should all wrap up around the 10th of July. Uh, you know, if we get there late, we operate late. If we get there early, we go home early. Okay. Um, Baker Island is uh, tropical, it's uh, equatorial. So there's very little rain. The average temperature during the day is about 125 degrees. So we'll bring lots of water.
0: Oh, I would hope. <laughs> yeah, that's. that's... That's hot. So uh, do you have any kind of um, any kind of cover on the island uh, to help with that, or is it uh, just pretty much wide open? Uh,
1: there's, there's almost, there are no trees on the island. There's some low scrub. Um, we're putting up tents. We'll have tarps below the tents on the coral, which will f- only be able to flatten out. The tents, of course, will have sides that roll up during the day or will bake in the uh, in the tents. And uh, we'll try to build little berms uh, to somehow keep out the crabs, which are notorious on the Baker Refuge. So we'll have we'll have shelter from the sun, which is constant. Okay,
0: very good. And uh, I, I was digging around a little bit. There's there's an old abandoned lighthouse on the island. Is that right?
1: Yeah, it's only about 24 feet tall. Um, back in the 1930s, they tried to colonize it. Um, the island was discovered by uh, Captain Folger of Nantucket. He was on a whaling ship, and it had been visited several times by whalers, including a, a Captain Baker, who... Um, decided to name it after himself, which was sort of interesting. Um, So like most of the islands out there in the 1800s, they established some guano mining operations. And then in the 1930s, somebody actually tried to colonize it. That's when the lighthouse was built during the war. Of course, they built a landing strip and all that's falling apart and uh, can't be used.
0: Okay, well, sounds like out in the middle of nowhere, as we were discussing before the show. Um, So, um, who's going to be going on uh, the de-expedition with you? So,
1: we're allowed 11 people on the island, plus a fish and wildlife monitor. Um, And I'm going uh, 9V1YC, James Brooks, who's been on an awful lot of de-expeditions, and is famous for his movies about the expeditions uh kevin rowett was on midway with me uh john miller uh who's been to Navassa and wake our doctor is arnie schatz and if you look at most the expeditions including the upcoming bouvet dr arnie's there taking care of us uh ned stearns who uh Last year, I was on the South Sandwich South Georgia operations and has been all over the world. That's AA7A. George Walner and Tom Pekarek, they are a duo of low band experts that have been all over the Pacific, uh, including Navassa. um, Tom Burson, who most recently was president of NCDXF and was on South Orkney Island uh, and Midway with me back uh, about 10 years ago. So, Uh, Lastly, we have Dave Farnsworth, WJ2O, who's currently on a boat about a day out from being on Mellish Reef. The common thread is we've all been all over the Pacific, the South Atlantic. We know the uh, hazards and dangers and the care we must take um, in this protected uh, refuge. Um, And we've all been somewhere together. So um, one One member I left out from Japan is uh, Ken Tanuma, J-N-1-T-H-L, and he was with me in Mozambique uh, four years ago. So, again, we've all been all over the world together, and we're all very experienced de-expeditioners.
0: Sounds great. Well, uh, what uh, bands and modes are you going to uh, attempt while you're there? And... uh... What all can we uh, expect to hear from you?
1: The, we'll be on all bands. We'll be the first operation from Baker to also be on 60 meters. So we'll cover six meters right up through 160, CW sideband, data modes. And we are currently working with K1JT on a de-expedition mode of FT8. And uh, if we can pull this off, a lot of the 6-meters, 10-meter paths that people think are closed might result in some QSOs on uh, what used to be known as dead bands. So we're quite excited about uh, this new mode that uh, we'll be activating uh, with a new version of FT8.
0: Oh, wow. And ft 8 spreading like wildfire right now. So that's, uh, that's exciting. Okay. And, uh, given that Sean was pushing for satellite operation, I have to ask this, any, any satellite operation?
1: Absolutely. We're taking a, uh, uh, vertically polarized, uh, six meter beam. Um, we are only allowed vertical antennas. Um, We're doing some engineering, so we have vertical beams on most bands, Um, and we will be aiming up at the uh, moon, although I predict, given that it's June and E-season, the end of June, we'll probably have a lot of West Coast uh, six-meter contacts just on uh, E-Skip, and of course, we'll be in Asia and Japan uh, via E-Skip, so it should be a lot of fun.
0: All right. Well, um let's talk a little bit about supporting this because these de expeditions are never cheap. Um so how can uh people support this and and uh what uh what methods can they use to, to do that and um how is the fundraising coming along? So any
1: large far away place requires a lot of money because it's a long sale from anywhere all your equipment has to be frozen has to be purchased new we are not taking any chances of bringing any invasive species or bugs new bugs onto the refuge Um, the boat um, by its nature had to be approved by fish and wildlife it needs to be scrubbed um, all this drives up the costs, and uh, uh, as as people say, they're rare for a reason, and this one's going uh, to cost about $430,000 to put on the air. Um, the 11 team members are each putting in about $20,000, uh, so 220000 or roughly half of the cost of this, um, is coming from the team members, and that doesn't even include... The cost of flying to Pongo Pongo and home um and buying all new clothes. Um so it leaves about two hundred and ten thousand dollars that we have to raise from the ham radio community. And we're doing that by public media like the Facebook page. We're doing that with mailings to every DX club we've applied to foundations. Um We hope to make lots of queues, so when people work us and request a QSL card, they put in a little tip for our good efforts, Um, and we have just started the fundraising because we only got permission to go a couple of months ago, and then we had to negotiate with the Fish and Wildlife Service on the actual um, operating conditions and finding a boat we've already put down two deposits on the boat already. So we're about $75,000 committed to our vessel, which is the Naya. It's based in Fiji. So it has to sail three or four days to Pongo Pongo, where it has uh, all the scrubbing. Um, and the charter for the boat doesn't even include the uh, scrubbing costs uh, that the Fish and Wildlife Service uh, requires. Um, So, if you're hearing this, go to our webpage, (laughs) baker2018.net. Click on the PayPal button and uh, help us bring you this new one. Uh, Baker Island is currently number four on the wanted list, and it's going to be number three on the wanted list after uh, the folks going to Bivet get done. So, they don't get much rarer than
0: this. Okay. Well, yeah, make sure you check out the... uh... Website with uh, all the information there, and uh, and donate to it because uh, it's it's going to be uh, be quite a uh, trip and quite an expense. and And while we're speaking of uh, of sponsorships and and expenses and, and things, I know um, you let me know uh, just this afternoon that uh, you've got a a big announcement to make about uh, the trip. So uh, why don't you go ahead and do that?
1: Uh, We've applied to the uh, Northern California DX Foundation for support, and they let us know uh, this morning, of all things, that we will be receiving a grant of $75,000, and to put that into perspective, um, it's the second largest grant ever given by NCDXF, the biggest one being $100,000 to the upcoming bouvet, so we're uh, honored they uh had so much faith in this group that uh the uh, wallets were opened and in quite a substantial way and so show your support for ncdxf because that's absolutely. what makes these happen
0: <laughs> absolutely ncdxf has done so many uh many great things and i uh, know they uh They've been uh, sponsoring uh, my students to go to contest university and, and those kinds of things and, and these de-expeditions especially. And so um, thanks for uh, thank for sharing your big announcement with us tonight that, uh, that uh, 75,000 has been uh, promised from NCDXF for the trip. And uh, I know you'll be uh, sending out some information about that in uh, probably just a few hours or so. So uh, thanks for... Uh, but you heard it here first. Exactly. Live local and late breaking. There we go. So <laughs> thanks for, uh, for getting that in there. Uh, we appreciate it. And, um, we appreciate all that you've done to uh, get this trip going and, and get all the uh, equipment together and, and all the negotiations and everything. And so we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit, bit more about that and uh, give you a chance to call in with some questions. We've already got uh, several on uh, Twitter, so we'll uh, get to as many of those as we can and we'll take your phone calls next with Don right after this word from Tower Electronics here on Ham Talk Live. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you in part by Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics has been the Ham's dime store since 1978. When you need connectors, mobile and handheld antennas, cables, or adapters, visit Scott or Jill at a HamFest near you. Or you can order online at pl-259.com or call 920-435-2973. Stock up on those supplies like PL-259 and end connectors, SMA adapters, audio cables, soldering supplies, mobile antennas, and hamsticks. Their silver-plated end connectors are even used on the International Space Station. Tower Electronics carries MFJ, Comet, Diwa, OPEC workman and ham pro products and don't miss their zero percent off sale going on now tower electronics online at pl-259.com proud to sponsor this episode of ham talk live if at first you don't succeed skydiving isn't for you you're listening to ham talk live with neil (laughs) rap join the conversation call us on voice with skype at ham talk live or give us a call at 812 net ham 1 that's 812-638-4261 now here's more ham talk live Thanks to Scott and Jill over at Tower Electronics for sponsoring the show once again tonight. To help bring you Ham Talk Live, hey, tomorrow, Friday, they'll be at Lawrenceville, Georgia for the whole weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So check them out there if you're in the area. November 10th and 11th, Montgomery, Alabama, and then November 18th and 19th up in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And uh, if you can't get to any of those locations, all you got to do is give them a call at 920-435-2973 or visit them online. PL-259.com is where you'll find them and tell them you heard it on Ham Talk Live. And uh, it's time for your calls now. So if you have a question for Don, why give us a call. That phone number is 812-NET-HAM-1, 812 638 four two six one, or you can Skype us at ham talk live, or you can uh, tweet us at ham talk live as well. And, uh, Dr. Scott Wright K zero MD has already loaded up my inbox on Twitter, um, uh, with some questions. So we'll, uh, we'll try to get as many of these in as we can, but we want to give everybody a chance here. Uh, but, uh, the first question, uh, Scott asks is, uh, what will be the toughest propagation path, uh, for you, uh, out there on, um, Baker?
1: Probably, uh, Western Europe. It's almost an antipode. Um, we expect most of those QSOs will be on 17, 20, and 30 meters We don't see any propagation forecasts covering uh, 160, 80 or 10 and 12 meters uh, to Western Europe. The rest of the world, especially North America, um, even though it's June, should see uh, pretty much uh, 12, 15 and even some 160 activity, uh, even to the East Coast, according to the propagation.
0: Okay, so we'll see how that goes. And again, uh if you want to give us a call, you can do that. The phone number is eight one two net ham one, eight one two six three eight four two six one. Go ahead and uh give us a call here and we'll take your uh call as we're going through some of these questions and some of the things I've uh, got here to to discuss. Um Another thing that uh, Dr. Scott Wright, K0MD, asks is, are you going to sacrifice ready for uh, the FT8 mode? Uh, is that going to be an either or, or is that going to be both?
1: Absolutely not. FTA is being viewed as a poor propagation mode uh, assist. I don't think we plan on FT8 on 20 meters, 30 meters, 17 um, just because if if we do FT8 and RIDI, there'll just be two people trying to log two different data modes on the same band. And the purpose of this trip is all time new ones. So we'd rather give everybody one queue than half as many people 20 queues So FT8 will not be used on any band as RIDI, Um, and mostly it will be used on the, uh, six meters, uh, 10 meter, uh, bands.
0: Okay. Very good. And, um, any chance at, uh, getting over to Howland while you're going? Our permit is
1: specifically for Baker. Um, it's the same DXCC entity and, uh, um, Howland is off limits. Uh, we actually applied to go to Howland instead of Baker, but they uh, didn't want any human activity there at this time.
0: Okay, very good. Well, 812 638 4261 is the phone number, or you can tweet us or uh, Skype us if you like. And uh, we'll take as many uh, questions as we can squeeze in here tonight from you. So give us a call or a tweet. Um, or Skype, um, some more questions here. Uh, Scott has, uh, how much power will you be able to run on 60?
1: Um, we're not planning high power on 60. Uh, it'll probably be the 200 Watts, uh, um, that we'll be using. Um, simple as that.
0: Okay. Uh yeah, Very good. Um, and he says, "Any chance at getting the uber frugal Europeans to donate?
1: <laughs> We're always begging for money." Um, interestingly enough, and and on past expeditions, um, they're frugal up front, but if you work them, they generally donate, um, their fair share after a queue. But yeah, Scott, uh, it's it's hard to get the money up front.
0: Yeah, it is. It's always nice to get that card, but, uh, you, you gotta, you gotta pay for that to get there. So, yeah, we would, uh, we would appreciate, uh, you considering a donation, uh, to, to help these guys out and, uh, and get there. Uh, let's see. Well, we may get all of these in here, Scott, we're, we're working down the list here. Uh, given the recent successes of the, uh, 3C0L and three ones. Uh, or 3C1L two man team. Uh, is the team approach now um, outmoded and too expensive for the worldwide DX community? Should we be uh, supporting smaller and more efficient operations? That's a tough
1: one. Well, two of our members, Tomy and uh, George, are famous for their two man operations. That's AA7JV uh, and ha 7 uh uh, mental block
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and, and uh, RY there we go um, and and so there's a place for every expedition but two people can't afford to put on a $400,000 expedition two people can't put up a large array of uh, antennas I mean the manpower And when you're going to a place on the equator that's 125 degrees without commercial power, uh, there's a lot of housekeeping to keep the generators fueled and to repair what happens when a bird uh, takes down one of your radials or uh, guy wires. So, um, yes, there's a place for two men, the expeditions but rarely uh, do you see a number three expedition uh, to a rare island uh, uh, put on the air successfully by anything less than uh, 10 or
0: 12 or 15 people. Okay, good answer. Well, Carl, KD9HQT has uh, dropped into the chat room here and says, how do you deal, speaking of, of birds taking down your radials. How do you deal with so many booby birds flying or taking a number two all over the place around while you operate? Uh, you checked out the pictures of the Island seemed to be attracted to the Island.
1: Well, it's a mating area.
0: Um,
1: it was mined for guano, um, Birds are part of the purpose of having a refuge, to protect them. So like we did on Midway, all the antennas are vertical. They all have guy wires that every two feet have a little streamer to uh, keep them away. Um, We had 22 antennas up on Midway. There were no bird strikes, and we didn't lose any uh, antennas due to the animals. Um, the The biggest threat to uh our equipment are the crabs um these guys will eat anything everything from uh, um, sleeping bags to uh any light pieces of rope so the guy wires have to be super strong and coated and uh we're not worried about birds fish and wildlife service isn't worried about the birds because we're going to take every precaution uh to protect them it's their habitat we're the invasive species here
0: so we're not going to turn this into an alfred hitchcock movie right
1: uh, no we're not i mean there are tons <laughs> of birds and tons of crabs um but uh we'll 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 coexist they were all over midway also and everywhere we went there were seals and penguins all over south orkney when we were there and we walked around clanging pots to chase them away.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I remember watching some of the videos from some of those de-expeditions and, and with the penguins and and birds and <laughs> seals, and, I and think, one of, was one of them. Yeah.
1: Right. You don't have to watch where you step because <laughs> you, wherever you step, I mean, it's the, you just have to wear boots. That's all.
0: Oh, boy. Well, if you have a question or a comment, give us a call. 812-638-4261 is the number. Or uh, you can send something in by um, Twitter or uh, you can call us on Skype as well. Again, it's 812-638-4261 for the phone number. We still have about 10 minutes left with Don. So if you have questions, uh, let us know. We did have some questions about equipment, but you're you're still... uh, Working that out, right?
1: the radios are decided on they will be k three s's um generously loaned to us by Ellacraft. They're also giving us linears um the antennas will be some form of stepper verticals um we're still designing uh how to uh phase them and make arrays uh and then d x engineering. Um, is basically saying coax, uh, uh, filters, uh, anything we need that uh, we don't get from the other two sponsors, uh, from antenna tuners and the like, they're going to bundle them up and send them to us. So when we get there, we uh, are covering uh, all bands and modes.
0: Okay, very good. Uh well, um we've covered uh a lot of these. Uh what are you gonna be using for for uh power without uh any kind of uh, any kind of help there at all?
1: We've found at other locations that smaller um generators are quieter, easier to bring in over the reef because Baker Island's surrounded um, by reefs. And, um, while we were able to go right up to the shore on South Orkney with these large six kilowatt generators, um, we're going to go for the Honda or Briggs and Stratton two kilowatt models, take more of them. They're more fuel efficient. Um, and, uh, our power uh, supplies will all be powered by uh, 2000 watt linears, uh, we figure we'll need about six or eight of them, um, because of that reef, um, fish and wildlife as part of the compatibility determination has specified, we have to bring 10 days of water, 10 days of fuel, 10 days of MREs in case, um, the boat can't restock us while we're on the island, um. And so, in addition to the power and the need for a 10-day supply, we're also going to be, when we arrive and get on the island to build our little city for two weeks, um, we'll be stocking it just in case they can't get back to us for a while.
0: Always good to have that backup plan, that's for sure. 812-638-4261, we still have time for a couple of questions about the KH1 Baker Island Expedition. so give us a call if you like and uh, let us know what you're uh, what you're wondering about it um I'm always interested to hear some of the challenges of of working with uh the uh, government agencies to get permission on this and, and some of the links that you have to go through you talked about uh, the scrubbing of the uh, the boats and everything uh, what what are some of the other challenges that you had uh, putting this proposal together and getting uh, approved to go
1: well the last operation allowed was 2002 so we'll be the first operation in 16 years to this environment um Our group first applied in March of 2015 uh, for permission to go. Um, We contacted the Hawaiian office uh, that manages the refuge. Uh, They told us that uh, they would look at the application. Um, There have been lots of budget cutbacks uh, to these groups. so They just didn't have people that could take time to go to the island with us, which is one of the requirements to monitor us. But we applied, and about two years after we applied, we received an email um, notifying us that because of the interest and four groups had applied by then, that they were going to do what's called a compatibility determination. And that has two purposes. Can... We go there and not disturb the refuge, as well as if we went there, what are the requirements and specifically what we must do to preserve the environment we are visiting. Um, About two months after that, they did their compatibility determination proposal and put it up on the web for people to comment on. Um, we commented on it in terms of what we thought were the requirements of a ham radio The expedition um, They determined, at the end of the day, 11 operators, small footprint, vertical antennas, and the requirement to take the food along and what have you, the costs. There's a fee for going here. There's a fee for the resource monitor um, to reimburse the government for her salary and travel. Um, And then the four groups that had applied revised their applications and operating plans um, with regards to safety for evacuation, um, what happens if somebody gets injured. And at the end of the day, uh, we got a phone call that, because of the experience of our group, because we've all been in these kinds of environments, the fact that we were so highly rated after our Midway Island expedition, that we were the chosen group. And after all the backclapping clapping and, and all the the fun part, then we started looking for a boat. And then you say be careful what you wish for because <laughs> now the hard work begins equipment planning operation procedure uh, we're producing a manual um checking out emergency evacuation uh um, companies that can airlift a damage uh, an injured member of the group and the good old fundraising you know four hundred and $30,000 is uh, is a lot of money.
0: And for a de-expedition, this is a pretty, pretty quick turnaround.
1: Yeah, um, we had over two years to plan for VP8 ORK. Um, we we had about 11 months from when we got the, uh, the green light. Um, and then a lot of the boats in the area won't go between... December and May because of the typhoon season in the uh, Pacific. So um, we were sort of buttonholed as to when we could go um, because fish and wildlife determined uh, when it's not the mating season for this type of bird, um, when their people could go. um, And the permit was for 12 months. So... If we, if by the time we got done negotiating, uh, all the other details with fish and wildlife, it sort of had to be June and, uh, we're going to make the best of the propagation, uh, that June provides. And that's where FT8 might come in on six meters. And while we do lose common darkness to some parts of the world in June, um, um, some of our members who have operated from the pacific find that european propagation isn't all that bad in june uh, to the middle of the pacific so and again on the high bands like 17 20 and 30 so we're looking forward to it it should be fun
0: yeah sounds like a sounds like a fun time and we've got just a couple of minutes left um, so let me ask you a little bit about your support team back uh, back at home, so to speak. Um, you've got some people helping out with uh, piloting uh, everything and, and getting uh, the word out on a lot of things and uh, your social media and, and website and things like that. So let's talk a little bit about the, uh, the crew back here at home.
1: Every successful de-expedition since um, um, Heard Island back in 1995, when uh, ON4UN and I were the two pilots um, on that expedition, um, needs feedback. And you can't, you can't always get feedback from your on-the-air QSOS. So, you know, every expedition will miss an opening. So we have AA-1V being our chief pilot. Uh, he's assisted by call mm0ndx um nf4a who's with us on midway all experienced dxers um are feeding don a1v with info they get from various parts of the world j1hsx who's done many many uh japanese uh, stints as a pilot they will all be feeding in uh as v51a will be from africa what what we've missed Um, in addition, um, Marty, um, our, our wonder boy of social media will be taking care of Facebook, Twitter, um, press releases, um, to make sure everybody knows, uh, when we've actually started operating on the Island, um, and feeding the audience as Marty Lane likes to, uh, (laughs) say,
0: (laughs) Now, you think Marty can feed the audience? You, you really think he can do that?
1: He's a smorgasbord.
0: <laughs> yeah, he he will definitely do that. And he's uh, been doing a fine job of uh, promoting it so far. And that's how I found out about it first was uh, was Marty uh, on Facebook. So um, thanks to Marty for uh, doing that and uh, all the pilots and uh, letting them know, uh, how things are going during the trip. So, uh, we're just about, uh, out of time, Don, but, uh, thank you so much for coming on and, uh, talking about it, all this. And, and now Marty's calling me a schmuck. So, uh, well, anyway. <laughs> well
1: that, that's not what I had in mind when I'm putting social jar. <laughs> oh
0: my. Well, thank you so much for, uh, we're coming on, and uh, we appreciate it, and uh, we look forward to hearing you on the air from Baker Island in June. And Neil, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for your time. All right, and remind us of the website again with the
1: donate button. Baker2018.net
0: all right, very good. Well, that's a wrap for this week's edition of Ham Talk Live. Thanks to my guest Don Greenbaum, n one dg, and everyone out there in cyberspace for listening and uh, chiming in on Twitter and the chat. And uh, next week, Thursday night, nine o'clock Eastern Time, and it is uh, time change this weekend, so we'll still be at nine o'clock Eastern. Uh, with the time change. Um, Val Hotsfeld in V9L will be here to talk about the Puerto Rico uh, disaster communications trip. So we look forward to hearing from her about uh, all the events down in Puerto Rico. Been hearing a lot about that so we'll have a chance to talk to Val next week. So uh, for a list of all of our upcoming guests, go over to hamtalklive.com and click on the schedule link. And so for now, this is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, saying seven three seven five, and may the good DX be yours. don't tell me, 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 don't
1: tell me, don't 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 tell